Her body was pouring sweat. Her hair was matted against the sides of her face. Her peach dress clung to her golden skin. She was a beautiful mess, getting fucked by Stretch, biting her lip and clenching her eyes shut as he thrust and thrust. The sounds that came from Lovely's mouth were enough to swell Stretch to his fullest. So much that he thought he might be a bit much for her, but she took it all, growling like a beast, her body glowing like the sun. Lovely sucked in air between her clenched teeth just before she came, and she flowed hot and thick like lava around Stretch's pulsating cock. He gave her no reprise. He just held her steady as he continued to fuck her. And then... There is this. Fuck! My body exploded with waves of pure bliss. Oh, my hips swiveled and rocked, and I rode Jay's face. He urged me on and on, moaning excitedly and slapping my big ass. Just as the first climax ended, Jay latched onto my clit again and forced another orgasm. The sensations of his skillful tongue, they were almost painful as he flicked and circled the overstimulated little pearl. Part of me wanted to pull away, but most of me wanted to see it through. And I hope you do too. Stay with me for this episode of Dirty Poetry. Go ahead. Take it all, the whole enchilada. This episode of Dirty Poetry is about shopkeepers who happen to be big women. Women like sex. Big women like sex. Let's see how that all turns out. Let's give a listen to our first story. This is Small Packages by Tennille Brown. Quote, It had started with the newspapers. Then gradually it turned into magazines. Stretch heard about it from his customers, but he wanted to leave well enough alone. When he saw somebody... One of his regulars walked by with a new paperback tucked under his arm. Then he knew that he had to put a stop to this thing. She was running a music store, and she needed to stick to that. Instead, she had started branching out, adding the morning paper, then the celebrity magazines, and now books. That was his territory, and she had stepped over the line directly into it. Stretch's intent this morning was to tell her as much. But he was distracted by the tall, curvy structure of a woman walking past who interrupted his thoughts. Coffee in hand, she strutted by, shoulders back, head high. The sight of her made Stretch tell the well-dressed businessman in front of him that today's paper was on the house. It made him pull the shade down on his newsstand, put up his paper clock, and set it for an hour later. It made him leave his stand to go follow her. The exact reason he followed her, he couldn't pinpoint. He could have easily waved or something to get her attention. She hadn't seemed to notice him, though, standing there behind his newsstand. But all she would have had to do was look over Stretch might have smiled or winked or something just to keep her looking. Though he never claimed to be a ladies' man, he knew he was no toad either. Truth be told, Stretch liked what he saw in the mirror every morning. He had all his teeth, decent skin, and an all right, though, on the shorter side build. His hair... He liked that the best, was full and curly, and he could grow the hell out of a beard. He kept one, a full one, because it added years to his boyish looks, maturity to his youthful build. Now, Stretch was no giant, but that was okay, too. Big things come in small packages, this he knew. 
but he wasn't one to brag. This one, though, she was a big package. She had wide shoulders and meaty arms, and two bags were slung over the broad but soft shoulders. Her breasts filled the lacy red cups that appeared every now and then as teasers from the top of her spring dress. Stretch liked the woman who filled out her clothes. Even her hair was big. Light brown and fitfully curly, it was piled in a messy heap on top of her head. Freshly fucked hair, it was. Stretch licked his lips. This one was certainly woman enough for him. Now here he was, a few feet behind her on the sidewalk. Her maxi dress swayed, her ass swayed, and Stretch kept his eyes right there. He didn't know where the woman was going, but he knew he wanted to be there too. He wanted to stand next to her and inhale, or get close enough for their arms to touch. He wanted to be the one standing behind her in a line somewhere, in a place so crowded that he needed to press against her soft and voluptuous body to make room. But then she stopped on Main Street, in front of a record store. The record store. Lovelies, the pretty sign read. It was the store that was adding all the extra to its inventory, that was snatching the fiscal rug right out from under him. The woman fiddled with her keys and opened the door. Since it was opening time and all, Stretch went inside too. He watched the woman sling her purse aside and tinker with the register. Then the phone rang and she snatched it up. Lovely, she answered. The name matched her voice, matched her wide white smile, but her tone soon grew low and cold, almost like a growl. Stretch thought he heard the words, not on your life, before she slammed the phone down. Well, can I help you, she asked. Lovely, if that was her name, was talking to Stretch now. Voice softer, but no less cold. I was waiting for you to open, he said. Softer still, she said, oh yeah? Yeah, then he asked, crank collar? Lovely rolled her eyes, idiot collar. Been in the store before and thinks he can just call up for a date like I'm hard up. You know how it goes. She leaned over the counter, so what are you looking for? Stretch almost told her, until he realized that she was talking about the music. So he said, a little Billy Holiday, if you have it. Lovely cocked her head, I have it all. And Stretch already did as well, but he'd duplicate his entire collection if it meant getting next to her. He figured he could wait to talk about their little conflict of interest. Wait for a day when she was looking a little less sexy and he was feeling a little less horny. Maybe tomorrow, or the day after. For now, Stretch took his Billy Holiday and a newspaper and slipped away. After a week and three days of cat and mouse, Stretch still had yet to mention the inventory issue. Instead, he had tried to impress Lovely by naming the tune she was playing in the background. Lovely would try to stump him by changing it up every now and then. She'd play some old, some contemporary. She played some jazz and some rock and roll. Customers came and left, but Stretch remained. It seemed like it would be trite to ask if she had a man, and frankly, he was afraid of the answer. How could she not? But Lovely did the talking for him. Your woman know you were spending time in here, stalking me? Stretch tried to measure his response. He didn't want to seem too quick or too eager. He said, There is no woman. 
Lovey looked at him, and her eyes seemed to be asking, well, what are you going to do with a woman like me? Stretch like that. Lovely's confidence was big. That was sexy, and she knew it. I'm going to be straight with you, Stretch, she said finally. You haven't been sniffing around in here buying music you probably already own just for the hell of it. Stretch said, okay. Okay, so what's the deal? And this was where he could have come out with it. But the thing of it was, she smelled so good. And her lips were so full and glossy and her eyes were so big and bright that all that came out was, Well, lovely, I... She put her hand up. Let me guess. You want to fuck me, right? She didn't wait for an answer. Well, let me tell you something. My last man was a big guy. A perfect match for a woman like me. He knew what to do with all this. She let her hands roam over her well-formed body. And if you had a little more meat on your bones, I'd give you the business in a New York minute. And I don't, Stretch asked. Lovely looked like she was considering it. Then she said, well, do you? I'd rather show than tell, he said. Stretch knew that he could have easily redirected the conversation to the real reason he was there, why he had shown up here the very first day. But Lovely was talking again. She said, I'll tell you what, I'll give you ten minutes with me in the back, because I think you're kind of cute. We do good in those ten minutes, we'll give it ten more. Lovely was extending a challenge, and the words sounded like they could have come from a blues record. Lovely looked like she could sing nasty blues, her full lips hugging a microphone like a cock. Stretch was hard now. He ran his hand across his bearded chin. He didn't bother to tell Lovely that he wasn't a ten-minute man. He wasn't even a twenty-minute man. Of course, she would have to see that for herself. Lovely locked the front door and turned the back in ten minutes sign around. Stretch almost laughed. They'd be there until closing time if he had anything to do with it. Their bodies slammed against a box of CDs. Stretch went for Lovely's lips first. They were softer than he had even imagined, and they accepted him with eagerness. Her tongue was in fierce competition with his, wrestling with it until she had it under control, and then she sucked on his tongue so softly that it left him weak. Lovely's body was a winding road, and Stretch took his time getting to where he was going. He liked the feel of fleshy thighs gripping his hips as he gave it to her hard and fast. She was holding back, he could tell. She didn't want to give in. She didn't want to bust after he'd only been inside her for a few minutes. Stretch showed Lovely no mercy. He filled her with all she could stand and gave her more, just in case a bit spilled over. Lovely lifted her big sexy legs enough to draw Stretch in deeper. She threw her head back. Stretch ran his tongue along her throat. He couldn't resist caressing her ass. He couldn't resist letting a finger find its way inside. Lovely tightened around him at the surprise and then relaxed and became wetter still as his finger began to work her rear entrance while his cock sweetly tormented her center. Her body was pouring sweat. Her hair was matted against the sides of her face. Her peach dress clung to her golden skin. She was a beautiful mess, getting fucked by Stretch, biting her lip and clenching her eyes shut as he thrust and thrust. The sounds that came from Lovely's mouth were enough to swell Stretch to his fullest. So much that he thought he might be a bit much for her, but she took it all, growling like a beast, her body glowing like the sun. 
Lovely sucked in air between her clenched teeth just before she came, and she flowed hot and thick like lava around Stretch's pulsating cock. He gave her no reprise. He just held her steady as he continued to fuck her. He talked nasty in her ear as he bounced her against him, enjoying every drop of her post-orgasmic wetness. When he was close to coming, he released her carefully in a sweaty heap on top of the box. He jerked his cock as she watched mesmerized, and he came intensely on her exposed thighs. Lovely placed her hands there, rubbing almost as if confirming that the last half hour had actually happened. Stretch touched Lovely's shoulder, then her cheek, before he left her there. Around the corner, at his stand, Stretch liked thinking about the fact that Lovely was spending the rest of the day attending to her customers while she was sopping wet between her legs, that while they were talking to her about Gillespie and Springsteen, she was thinking about how Stretch's cock had swelled and throbbed inside her walls just moments before. Today, Lovely was wearing a white dress, a sophisticated button-down shirt dress with a silver chain belt that hugged her waist and made Stretch think about dark rooms and Lovely being chained to a wall wearing latex that barely contained her curves. The fitted dress was unbuttoned dangerously low, her heavy brown cleavage peeking out over the top her belly soft and round, pressing against the crisp fabric. Stretch looked away, because if he didn't, he would have surely been staring. Lovely sold a few CDs while he pretended to browse the aisles. Stretch waited until the store was empty, except for the two of them. Then he leaned across the counter and, in a bold move, ran his finger across the exposed skin of her cleavage. Have you been thinking about me, he asked. You wish, Lovely said. What are you trying to prove, anyway? Nothing, Stretch said. I don't have an Apollo complex, my dear, and I'm not your dear, Lovely said, frowning. Word for word, she had a response for him, but Stretch had the key. He certainly did. And he knew that he could quite literally bring Lovely to her knees. Stretch leaned over and whispered in her ear, I want to give you head. Lovely couldn't stifle her smile. What? You heard me. I want to eat you out. Fine, then. Just let me turn my sign. Stretch held up his hand. No, no, no sign. I want you right here, right now. And my customers, Lovely asked. Stretch tested her. Big, strong woman like you, are you scared? Lovely cocked her head to the side. She looked him up and down. Hell no. Stretch circled the counter and walked up behind her. He gave her plump ass a nice feel of his solid thickness. His chest pressed up against her back. He could feel her pulse quicken, revealing that Lovely was excited, and maybe a little scared, too. Stretch reached both arms around her waist and let his hands fall to the front of her and meet at her middle. His hands met in a diamond, pressing firmly against the wispy fabric of her dress. Lovely was moistening her panties and the, and the dress as well. Quickly and without warning, Stretch pulled the dress up to her thighs, and then again, just as swiftly, up around her wide, round hips. He rubbed his cock against her ample ass, teasing her so sweetly that her soft body quivered. Stretch could get straight to business, and he knew it. And it would be such sweet relief for her, being bent over the counter, her face pressed against the glass as he pressed inside her. But instead, he crouched, and on bended knee, he parted her thighs. He felt the heat on his face as he grew nearer. Then he snatched down Lovely's panties, and one swift 
movement, he tore the fabric from around her thighs. Lovely's pussy was exposed, fuzzy and plump like an apricot. And when he placed his tongue between the folds, he found that it was just as bitter and just as sweet. Stretch whispered into Lovely's wetness. If you can stand ten minutes of me kissing your pussy, I'll give you ten more. And what began as a giggle from her lips became a whimper. Her thick thighs weakened and trembled against his cheeks. Stretch dug his fingers into Lovely's hips, holding her as still as he could. But she was strong, and her body tried to pull away from the sudden explosions and pleasures. But Stretch was stronger. He kept her there where he needed her, his face pressed between her thighs, kissing and licking. He wouldn't move until she was coming in his mouth, mashing her pussy violently against his lips. Helplessly, Stretch reached down. He hadn't thought he would have to, but he did. He released his engorged cock from the confines of his pants. Once free, he began massaging himself and licking Lovely's pussy simultaneously. Are you, Lovely started, and then, oh my, you're, because she could hear the slick sliding of Stretch's hand over his own cock. She could feel the motion of his hand working on the shaft. Stretch groaned against Lovely's pussy, causing her to rise up on her toes. The bell over the door sounded. Lovely gasped, but Stretch didn't so much as pause. Let them carry on, he whispered, pulling slightly away from her cunt, and carry on they did. He heard the footsteps head towards the back of the store. Let's see how silently you can come. Mm-mm, Lovely managed breathlessly, Stretch whispered. Oh, you will come. I'm not stopping until you wet my mouth. Her body slumped in surrender, and Stretch sucked harder, licked faster, rougher. He worked vigorously on himself. Lovely was a six-foot-tall vibrator when she came, and Stretch wasn't far behind wetting his palm, her calves, and the floor all at once. He pulled her dress back down, and Lovely straightened it. Stretch waited until the customer paid and left before he stood up. He smacked Lovely on the ass, walked out from behind the counter, and out the door. The next day, at the newsstand, Lovely stood there. She didn't seem upset or even surprised. She asked for a paper and thumbed through a magazine. Then she said ever so sweetly, I hear you have a problem with how I'm running my business, sir. Stretch said, Oh, really? Next time, Lovely said, you should talk to me. Stretch nodded. Lovely added, We should get together sometime and talk about vendors. I know where you can get a deal. And Stretch could have said, All right. He could have said, Okay, and left it at that. But he pulled down the shade on his stand, turned the corner, and followed Lovely down the street. Unquote. Well, all right. That story, Small Packages, was written by Tennille Brown, who describes herself as a shoe-shopping, wine-drinking Southern writer. She is an author of erotic short stories who has been at her trade for quite some time. She's been published in over 30 different erotic story anthologies, among them Fast Girls, Making the Hookup, Best Bondage Erotica, F is for Fetish, and the anthology that our stories in this episode come from, which is entitled Curvy Girls, edited by Rachel Kramer Bustle. Ms. Bustle has edited over 30 erotic story anthologies. Her erotic short story writing has been published in over 100 anthologies. She's been an editor at Penthouse, done television appearances, had regular magazine columns, 
Our Curvy Girls anthology comes to us from a name that you probably recognize, Rachel Kramer Bustle. In this anthology, Curvy Girls, she asked April Flores to write the foreword. In that foreword, Ms. Flores says, quote, For the longest time, we've been told the lie that being thin equals being beautiful, happy, and desirable. And somewhere along the line, we've also been led to believe that fat people don't enjoy sex. Or possibly that we're not worthy of enjoying sex. Unquote. All right, let's back up a little bit here. April Flores is herself a big, beautiful woman. And in addition to many other things, she is a model and a porn star. In the foreword to Curvy Girls, she says, quote, Women enjoy sex. Fat women enjoy sex. I am one of those women and have had the extreme privilege of being able to explore and express my own sexuality within my work. I've been able to live out many fantasies while making an effort to send my message of body and size positivity. I am an exhibitionist by nature, and performing in adult films and posing for photographers and artists has allowed me to expand on my exhibitionism. I've been so lucky as to have been able to broaden my sexuality by working with a diverse range of performers who represented a variety of races, gender identities, and levels of experience. With each shoot, I have learned from my partner and have been able to take away something new. In my opinion, confidence is what makes someone attractive. You have good sex when you feel good about yourself, regardless of your body size. The characters in Curvy Girls are enjoying every bit of their sexuality, and I enjoyed experiencing their sexuality too, unquote. Amen, sister. Confidence is sexy, and we all want to be sexy. The next story in this episode, also from the Curvy Girls Anthology, is written by Lolita Lopez. Ms. Lopez is actually a serial novelist. She generally tells her stories in a series of novels. Her writing style is what she describes as super sexy science fiction, with titles like Dead Sexy Dragon, one of the Dragon Heat series, Caught by Menace, one of the titles from the Grabbed series. Margaritas and Mayhem from the Holiday Menage series. In 2021, she was invited to a group writing project with some of today's greatest science fiction writers that was published under the title Cyborg Redemption. In this episode of Dirty Poetry, Ms. Lopez, known to her friends and fans as Lowe, has written us an erotic short story about a big, beautiful woman. Lo is a Texas girl, and she's written us a sexy short story about a shopkeeper in Houston, a baker with a panaderia. A panaderia is a Mexican bakery full of wall-to-wall delicacies like marinitos, those fat little gingerbread pigs, and pumpkin empanada turnovers, and always pan dulce sweetbread. Down through the years, I have had occasion to frequent the panaderias of Houston. I would be at the panaderia on Airline Drive at 3 a.m. when they opened for the freshest marinitos and empanadas. By the time the sky came light, I'd be down south in the Panaderia on Telephone Road for ham and cheese kolaches, the spicy ones with that little slice of jalapeno on top. Behind the counters, there were always 
beautiful young women. Some lean and trim, some a little more rounded and voluptuous, but all of them with that sweet Texas voice that has the lilt of Spanish behind it. It is with the memories of these beautiful women in mind that I read you the next story. This is entitled First Come, First Serve, written by Lolita Lopez. Quote, the jingling bell announcing the morning's first customer sent my heartbeat into overdrive and a nervous flutter rocked my lower belly. I took a second to smooth my hands across the front of my bright yellow apron and to adjust the neckline of my v-neck tee. I glanced down at the girls to make sure that they were perfectly displayed for my favorite patron. Good morning, Celia. The sound of Jay's low timber made my knees weak. I turned and moved closer to the glass case filled with my special Mexican pastries. Good morning, Jay. So what's new this morning? He leaned an elbow on the glass and surveyed the day's offerings. I smiled and gave him a rundown of the new pastries and also pointed out some of his favorites. Of course, Jay wasn't really interested in my baked goods. It wasn't just my hot buns that brought Jay back into the bakery. It was also my big, beautiful breasts. High-flying movers and shakers like Jay Grant didn't usually make a habit of visiting this rundown corner of Houston's mostly Latino district. But for the past nine weeks... He'd walk through my door every day at 7 a.m. on the dot and greeted me by name. At first, I had assumed it was my deliciously sweet pan de huevo that brought him back morning after morning, but it quickly became clear that he was interested in something that wasn't for sale. I've never had a customer who hemmed and hawed so long over choosing one of my heavenly delights. At first, I thought he was just one of those picky types. But soon, I noticed that Jay always seemed to want to know about the pastries on the bottom shelf or the ones tucked into the far corners of the glass case. That's when it dawned on me that every time I bent over, my very ample bosom was presented for his appreciative gaze. Now, I should have been outraged, maybe even disgusted, but for some inexplicable reason, I found it incredibly flattering that he drove halfway across town just to stare at my generous rack. I mean, surely there were plenty of zaftic bakers and restaurateurs to ogle in his ritzy corner of the city, but no, Jay came here for me. Honestly, I experienced an illicit little thrill every time I thought about it. I often wondered how prominently I figured in his personal spank bank. The very idea that Jay fantasized about me, about my lush rack, made me vibrate with excitement sometimes, sometimes late at night. After collapsing into bed from an exhausting day of work, I'd let my dirty mind run wild with visions of Jay stroking his big thick cock and shooting his load right onto my tits. My fingers would slide through the slippery folds of my pussy and I furiously rubbed my clit and came hard with Jay's name on my lips. Poor Dios! What would my mother say if she knew those were the kind of things that put me to bed with a smile on my face? She would probably call me a cochina, drag me to church, and throw me in a confessional booth. I'll take one of the gingerbread pigs and a pumpkin empanada. Sure, I said. I bent forward slowly, making sure to thrust my breasts out as I grabbed a dark brown marinito and an empanada with the tongs. 
I plopped them into a small box stamped with my bakery logo and closed the top. Coffee? He smiled that sexy smile that made my knees weak. Please. I don't know why I even bothered asking. By now it was a given. Large cup, a splash of milk, two sugars, and a couple of ice cubes to cool it down so he didn't scald that sensual mouth. I handed over his coffee and pastries, and our fingers touched briefly. A zing of electricity zipped up my arm. God, what would it be like to have his hands on my naked body, caressing my soft curves and intimate places? <sighs> I didn't know you catered. Jay gestured to a stack of new brochures that I had set out just the night prior. I'm trying something new. We get a lot of requests for large orders of pastries and breakfast tacos, and I'm in the trial phase of adding a catering side to the bakery. You know, my firm does a lot of working breakfasts. Maybe we could do business. Maybe. Well, let's get together tonight and talk about it. I'll cook dinner for you. I marveled at how deftly he slipped in an invitation for a date. God, he was good. Okay. He grinned great. A swarm of butterflies went wild in my stomach as he jotted down his address on the corner of one of the brochures. When he handed over the brochure, our hands touched and lingered. His eyes glinted with the promise of what was to come. Sure, we were meeting under the pretense of starting a catering relationship, but I doubted very much whether we'd be inking contracts and swapping business cards by the end of the night. He tossed a sexy smile and a wink my way before ducking out of the shop and off to his sleek black sports car. As I watched him drive away, I started conjuring up all kinds of naughty scenarios. And almost as quickly, I was assailed with the thoughts of what needed to be shaved and painted and primped before I popped up on his doorstep. I rapidly exchanged a series of text messages with my three best friends. What should I wear? I asked. The general consensus, something with a skirt that can be quickly flipped up over my head. Panties? Yes. Going commando just screamed puta, apparently. Eat something before I left the house, they said. Go easy on the alcohol at his place. Stuff my purse with condoms and use them. Don't take any of that, but baby, it feels better without it, bullshit. And just in case, pack some supplies to ease a possible morning after walk of shame. I could barely concentrate all day. For the first time in months, I left the shop a few hours early. I had to get home and prepare. That night, at a stoplight on the way to Jay's place, I used my rear view to touch up my makeup. My hands were shaking from excitement and anticipation, and I had to really concentrate so as to not smear my lip gloss. So far... I'd almost missed an exit and nearly run a red light, not to mention I was so turned on I could hardly think straight already. My panties were damp. There is no controlling my raging libido once it's engaged. As I stepped out of my car and handed over my keys to a valet, I felt seriously out of place. This was the hottest address in Houston's upscale condo market. It was the kind of place that just screamed money in class. At the lobby's front desk, a perky brunette directed me to a private elevator manned by a porter. Apparently, to keep out the riffraff, all the guests were escorted. So much for taking my walk of shame in private. We arrived at Jay's floor, and I stepped out of the elevator. Thanks. The porter gave me a knowing smile and said, Have a good night. I plan on it. My saucy reply garnered a shocked expression. I smirked and tossed my hair as the elevator door closed behind me. 
I had barely wrapped my knuckles on Jay's door before it whipped open. Had he been listening, waiting like some overeager puppy desperate for the return of his mistress? You look fabulous. His hungry gaze raked over my curves. Red's a great color on you. Thanks. I felt silly as I blushed under his compliment. He looked devastatingly handsome in jeans and a blue dress shirt, the sleeves rolled up casually. My insides were wiggling like a bowl of jelly as he ushered me into his ultra-modern abode. It was all gleaming wood and muted metallic tones, nothing like the homey southern living Acapulco vibe of my place. Would you like a glass of wine? Sure. I followed him into the kitchen with its top-of-the-line appliances. My envious gaze moved around the spacious room as I placed my purse and a folder holding menus and boilerplate contracts on the nearest granite slab. Something smells good. Roast chicken and summer vegetables, he said, popping open the oven for a quick peek. Jay seemed surprisingly at ease in the kitchen as he fiddled with some kind of sauce reducing on the back burner. Mmm, sounds delicious. Jay gave a hum of agreement and poured me a glass of wine. I took the glass and inhaled the scent. I was not by any means a wine connoisseur and hoped he wouldn't ask any weird questions. Nothing made me feel smaller at parties than folks talking about the notes and the bouquets of a particular wine. Unless I could see the label, I couldn't tell the difference between a Syrah and a Zinfandel. As I sipped my wine, I became aware of Jay's suddenly pensive mood. He braced himself against the counter and played with the corkscrew. I could tell he wanted to say something but was afraid to open his mouth. Is something wrong? Jay's mouth quirked to the side. You know, I had this whole romantic evening planned for us. We'd have some wine and talk over dinner. I, I really wanted to give you a great first date experience. But... He dropped the corkscrew on the counter and took a step closer to me. The crisp scent of his cologne filled my nose, but I can't stop thinking about what I really want to do with you. I swallowed hard at his husky admission. For what it's worth, Jay, I thought I wanted the same wine and dine experience too, but now... I'm not so sure. Oh, what do you want? His voice sounded shaky. The air between us practically sizzled with sexual tension. I held his gaze. You fucking me hard. Jay grinned and teasingly asked, On the first date? Oh my, aren't we progressives? Well... I murmured, toying with one of the buttons on his shirt. This is more like the second date. I mean, the last nine weeks has basically been one long first date, right? Jay grinned and slid an arm around my waist and then hauled me up tight against his chest. I couldn't agree more. When his lips crashed down on mine, I nearly fainted. If it hadn't been for his strong arm supporting me, I would have slid right down to the floor. His hand tangled in my hair as he devoured my mouth, his tongue stabbing between my lips. My senses reeled at the potent combination of man and alcohol exploding on my taste buds. I've been kissed dozens of times before, but nothing, nothing had ever compared to this. Nine weeks of anticipating just what it would feel like to have Jay's lips on mine intensified the explosion of the moment when our mouths did meet. As he cupped my head in one hand, Jay allowed the 
other one to slide down along the curve of my back to the full crest of my ass. He palmed a handful of my derriere and gave it a squeeze, the feeling of his hard cock stabbing into my soft tummy told me that he appreciated a big juicy ass just as much as big lush breasts. His hands started to slip up under my flimsy skirt, but he stopped abruptly and broke away from our passionate kiss. Shit! The second he spoke, I heard the telltale hiss of sauce boiling over and splashing onto open flames. He raced to the stove, switched off the burner, but he didn't even bother to wipe up the sticky mess. Instead, he turned off the oven and he pivoted back to me. That's going to be hell to clean up when it dries, I warned. Fuck it, Jay declared and took my hand. Bedroom? Oh, yes, please. I snatched my purse from the counter and tried to keep up with Jay's long strides as we crossed the living room. His bedroom was exactly as I'd expected. A low bed, slate gray headboard, crisp white bed linens. There was only one bedside table, and on it was just a lamp and an alarm clock. I know, he said, as if reading my mind. It's not very warm and inviting, is it? I smiled reassuringly at him. Different strokes for different folks, right? Jay laughed and tugged me close again. You're something else, you know that? So I've been told. I slid my hand along the back of his neck and pulled him down for another kiss. He growled against my mouth as he towed off his shoes. I followed suit, my mouth glued to his, as I awkwardly reached down to tear off one slingback sandal and then the other. Jay chuckled as he bent down to match my strange angle and the jerky movements of my undressing. When I started to lift my skirt, he closed his hand over mine. Let me. Nodding, I turned and presented my back lifting my hair so he could reach the zipper. As if unwrapping a Christmas present, he took his sweet time drawing down the zipper and peeling the dress away from my shoulders. It fell to my ankles, and I stepped out of it. Suddenly nervous, I crossed my arms in front of my body and hesitated. It was one thing when we were both flirting, fully clothed, but now, now... Every ripple of cellulite, every plump, fleshy curve was exposed. You know, I'd come to terms with the thick thighs and the wide hips and the mega bosom years ago, but this felt different. Jay was the kind of guy that could have any woman. So what the hell would he want with lumpy, chunky me? Jay pressed on my shoulder, nudging me to turn around and I reluctantly turned to face him. He gently pulled my shielding arms away from my body and took a good long look at me. My God, Celia, do you have any idea how beautiful you are? His gaze burned my skin as he studied my Rubenesque form. He circled me like a prowling cat pausing behind me just long enough to unhook my bra and drag it free of my arms. My heavy breasts ached as they bounced free. My nipples were already pulled tight with arousal. Jay slid his arm around my waist and palmed my breasts in his big hands. I closed my eyes and leaned back into his chest as he caressed and tweaked and massaged. When he nipped my neck, I shuddered and clenched my thighs. I could feel my pussy getting wetter and wetter. Then his hand left my breast and slipped into my red silk panties. I almost came when his fingers slid between my pussy lips and brushed across my clit. He turned my chin with his other hand and claimed my mouth again before dropping to his knees behind me and kissing the small of my back. He slowly dragged my panties down over my wide hips, his tongue gliding a path over my juicy apple bottom.
his teeth nipping here and there and making me giggle. He stood and moved in front of me. Taking my hand, he led me to the bed. Sitting on the edge of the mattress, Jay worshipped my curves as I stood there before him. He buried his face between my breasts and then licked and sucked my nipples until my toes curled. I sifted my fingers through his short hair as he circled my belly button with his tongue and squeezed the plump cheeks of my ass. Never, not once, in my 27 years have I ever felt this beautiful, this wanted. Whatever doubt I held about Jay's possible attraction to me had fled. Only a man who found me irresistible would lavish this kind of devoted attention on my curves. Jay's eyes burned with lust. I want you to ride my face. The bottom just dropped out of my stomach. I've never had such a request from a lover. My face flamed with embarrassment, but I couldn't say no. There was something deliciously kinky about the idea of sitting on his face as his tongue fucked my cunt. Okay. Jay rose from the bed and quickly undressed. His cock sprang loose from his black boxer briefs, which he whipped off and tossed aside. I couldn't help myself. I reached out to stroke his erection. He groaned and sucked in a shuddery breath. Before pulling away abruptly, I was thrilled by the realization that he was that hot for me. My belly flip-flopped with excitement and uncertainty as we climbed onto the mattress. He rolled onto his back and grabbed my hips. As he dragged me closer, the well-defined muscles in his arms and shoulders flexed. I tossed a leg over his waist and placed my knees on either side of him. With a little shimmying, I moved into place, my ass resting on his cheek with my pussy poised mere centimeters from his mouth. His fingernails bit into the fleshy cheeks of my butt as he pulled me a little closer and dove into my cunt. Oh, God, I cried out at the first flick of his tongue against my throbbing clit. It traced my slick folds and fluttered over my clitoris and then stabbed deep inside my wet hole. Oh, he sucked my clit between his lips and teased his teeth over the pulsing nub. I'd never felt anything like it. My pussy was so open and exposed. Anytime I tried to pull away, his strong hands held me firmly in place. Jay showed no mercy as he ate my pussy like it was the most delectable dish he'd ever been presented. He moaned with enjoyment as he devoured my cunt and brought me closer and closer to a climax. I played with my breast as my lower belly tightened and my clit buzzed and my breath came in fast little pants. My thighs flexed and released as I chased that panicky sensation that heralded my orgasm. Fuck! My body exploded with waves of pure bliss. Oh, my hips swiveled and rocked and I rode Jay's face. He urged me on and on, moaning excitedly and slapping my big ass. Just as the first climax ended, Jay latched onto my clit again and forced another orgasm. The sensations of his skillful tongue, they were almost painful as he flicked and circled the overstimulated little pearl. Part of me wanted to pull away, but most of me wanted to see it through. Jay's tongue slid slowly over my clit and picked up speed as my breathing changed. When I came the second time, I shrieked and wildly pumped my hips. Jay's tongue seemed to be everywhere at once. There was no holding back the little gush that accompanied my mind-blowing climax. 
once or twice I'd squirted while playing with my vibrators and watching particularly naughty porn, but never with a partner. God damn, but Jay was good. He was licking and sucking my pussy as if trying to swallow every last drop of the nectar he'd produced. Eventually, I couldn't take it anymore, and I fell off to the side. I ended up next to him, our arms touching. He wiped his shiny chin with the back of his hand, and and I let out a loud belly laugh from the craziness of that orgasm. That was fucking unbelievable. Grinning, Jay pinned me on the mattress. He teased my mouth with a few sensual kisses, the salty taste and heady musk of my pussy heightening the intimacy of the moment. He reached between us and grabbed his stiff cock. I stroked him, and I was reminded of my dirtiest fantasies. Would you do something for me? Anything, he whispered as he nuzzled my neck. Would you come on my tits? I held my breath as I waited for his answer. When he broke into a wide grin, I knew I'd get exactly what I wanted. You dirty, dirty girl. Jay kissed me deeply, his tongue swiping mine. Any particular way you want me to do it? I embraced my inner putita and decided to go for broke. Do you have any lube? There was no mistaking Jay's enthusiasm as he nodded. He didn't even have to ask for directions. He knew exactly what I wanted him to do. I vibrated with eagerness and lust as he hopped off the bed, made a quick trip to the bathroom, and returned with a bottle of lubricant. He squirted some of the slippery lube onto his palm and worked it along his ruddy shaft. And another squirt of the wet stuff went between my breasts. He painted the cleavage with the slick lube and then tossed the bottle aside. Do you have any idea how many times I've fantasized about this, he said, moving into place, his knees on either side of my rib cage. I've been dreaming about sliding my cock between these gorgeous tits for months. Sometimes I touch myself. I imagine your cock right here like this, too, I admitted. I come so hard when I imagine your cum splashing all over my skin. I don't know where the impetuous for my shocking confession came from, but I couldn't help myself. I wanted, needed Jay to know that I'd rubbed out orgasm after orgasm with him in the starring role of my kinky fantasies. I held my breast together, compressing my cleavage as he slid his cock into the fleshy tunnel and thrust back and forth. He took his time, rocking slowly as he enjoyed the sensation of my huge breasts hugging his erection. The expression on his face betrayed him. He was fighting for control. I licked my lips and whispered filthy encouragements. He fucked my tits a little faster, a little more forcefully. I pushed them together even tighter, increasing the friction on his sensitive shaft. Even though we both wanted the moment to go on forever, the inevitable end arrived much too soon. With a pained growl, Jay pulled back and took his thick cock in hand. He stroked fast and furious as he shot hot jets of white ropey cum all over my breasts. With every splash of the sticky fluid, my clit pulsed and throbbed. I held Jay's gaze as I rubbed his cum into my skin and then licked it off from my fingers. He groaned and fell onto the bed beside me, hauling me tight to his side. Content in my post-orgasmic buzz, I snuggled close. You know, Jay said after a while, this is a pretty good marketing technique for the catering side of your business. I think I'm ready to sign a contract right now. Hey, I playfully slapped his arm and narrowed my eyes at his smiling face. I threw my leg over his waist and straddled his hips, 
My teasing wiggles seemed to awaken his recovering cock. I leaned down and brushed my lips over his. You play your cards right, and you just might earn a nice fat discount. Unquote. And there you have it. Another episode of Dirty Poetry. I hope you'll subscribe, check out the back episodes, and stop by the bookstore. DirtyPoetsBookstore.com I'm sure you'll find things that you'll enjoy. But mostly, I want you to look forward to the next episode of Dirty Poetry. I'm back to work. There will be more Dirty Poetry. (laughs) Using the word poetry very loosely, of course.